0: welcome back everyone to another episode of the black create connect podcast mm-hmm. and today i have a beautiful accomplished entrepreneur and i can say sexy because sexy is a description word and it's, a, it's a nice word <laughs> Bella Barnes, the ceo of weight wanted thank you very much click 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 click, click, click. <laughs> yes honey <laughs> so, the thing is, so when when bella first told me about um, her business or right like, when you first told me i was um quite curious because i've never actually heard of anyone doing a fitness brand to gain weight Mm -hmm. yes so i guess i usually get into like your story and about you but first of all i want to start with like what is weight wanters why did you even start it in the first place, like talk to us about that.
1: Sure, so a small backstory, I'm a personal trainer, I've always been very active, like I was that kid that had clubs like five times a week growing up, like I did dance, I did swimming, I did athletics, like Mm. I was just doing it all, Um, so I became a personal trainer kind of naturally, just fell into it, and then I was always very slim, like I was Mm. toned because I was very active, but Mm. I was always on the skinny side, like there there was no meat, You know what I mean? So when I become a personal trainer, I was really desperately trying to gain weight. And I don't know if you remember back in the day, they had them squat challenges. Yeah. Where it's like 55 squats on this day. Then you do 60. Then you have a day rest and blah, blah, blah. I would try and do that all the time to try and like get some sort of shape or some sort of air, some sort of, you know, curve to me. And it would just never work. And it was just such a big struggle. But it was also something that I kind of felt so embarrassed to speak about. One, because when I did mention it, it was always met with a kind of, oh, you're lucky you don't have these problems, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what right. I mean? So it was never something that was really acknowledged as like a struggle. So then because of that is something that I kept to myself and it was very something that I was kind of dealing with by myself. Mm. Um, and then being a personal trainer, working in the gym, I just found that the industry was very focused on weight loss or if mm. it was gaining, it was more just how to build a bum, you know, but mm. not like general weight gain, like for people who generally struggle to gain weight, generally struggle to eat more, etc. And that's kind of where it come from. It come from just a side thing of me being in the gym and then having Mm. a little side um, priority for people who wanted to gain weight. Um, And then it just become a thing because I I know and knew at the time that there's other people out there that struggled. and as I started to speak about it more and create the page etc like I saw that community and we kind of made that community so Mm. that's where it comes from and what we do is honestly just empower people on their journey we've created that space for people to feel like you know they have other people that they can relate to they're not the only one in the world that kind of has this struggle or this Mm. problem even if it's not a mainstream struggle even if it's not a struggle that a lot of clapback I'm gonna say we get when we speak about kind of the double standard of body shaming Mm. is, oh, but, you know, like skinny is the body standard. And it really irritates me when people say that because, Mm. like, if we as society Mm. are holding the standard, Mm. are you not kind of, you know, holding that that. even more so by saying that? Yeah, Because you're basically saying, because this is a standard, you can't feel that way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I even feel like it's such an old thing to say because from, Time, even from growing up, I've always seen posts. You know, real women have curves, or even now when yeah. you have BBL culture like, and stuff my like Marilyn that. Marilyn Monroe as well, exactly. Like she was like a it curvy, sexual, sexy yeah. babes with a little bit of, you know, curve yeah. and size to her. So I feel that, although maybe mainstream culture and again this is in western society mm. if you go to somewhere like africa or in the middle east mm. having curves is a lot more favored and mm. the skinnier you are the less of a woman you are do you yeah, know what i mean yeah, so yeah. there's there's a cultural aspect to it and also there's a time aspect to it as well i think in the 90s of course everyone's skinny or like it was a boobs thing mainly yeah. do you know what i mean but i think now especially have things changed now where you know having curves is actually better, yeah, then, sure. yeah. So I feel like it's quite silly for people to still come back with that comment when it's yeah. like, girl, not in this year that we're yeah. living in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. being it's, it's actually quite an insecurity, but like I said, when you talk about it, people almost shut you down, like it's not something that you should or you're allowed to feel that way about. Yeah. so yeah that's where weight want come from that's why it was created and now we just help women on their weight gain journey and we just be the voice for people who do experience skinny shaming and do kind of feel insecure and feel like they're not heard and seen mm. uh that's what we created that space for do you know what's quite interesting um
0: even though i'm a thicker girl i understand what you're saying mm-hmm. because i too have friends that struggle to put on weight as well and i've seen it over time and as much as please don't attack me or hate me anyway. Okay. <laughs> no as, much as Yeah, as much as me, I've tick body as well. Um... I prefer it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. If this, the struggle was the other way around, I prefer to be able to lose weight than mm-hmm. struggle to gain weight. Yes, because I, I I do I do like it. And you're right, it's a cultural thing because I know that when I go back to Jamaica, if them mm-hmm. tell me you tick like cement yeah, stool, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when, 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 yes. when they listen to me, yeah, man, like, you put on weight, yeah, like over time, it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, When I was younger, I used to cry, but over time, I realized, oh no, you're complimenting me. Mm-hmm. You're saying, oh, you putting on weight. Yeah. Or if I, I remember, I went there one time. And I lost weight. And the screw faces I've yeah. got like, are you poor now? Like, do you not like, have any money? Like, what's happening? So, yeah, the, there's a massive culture to, attachment to, like, curvy women especially. 100%. Do you find that
1: most of your clientele is, like, black women or is it a mix? I feel there's definitely a mix. I think... Um So where we kind of dive in a bit more as well with people with eating disorders and things Ah. like that as well, because I had a few clients with eating disorders and it's very crazy. So at the minute I'm actually doing a qualification where we'll be able to work with the NHS so they can refer people with Ah. eating disorders, etc. But I feel like there's not a like when you have an eating disorder, not talking about necessarily the uh, bigger ones like anorexia, bulimia, Mm. but there's no like advice or encouragement to like I don't know start training or just to start kind of thinking about your mental health or just focusing on your mindset specifically. It's Mm. more just kind of eating clinics that just have a bad stereotype with them. Like they don't necessarily make people feel good. Like the clients that I've worked with over time, it's never never really felt like an encouraging thing. It's always quite a daunting thing. And like I said, Mm. where there's no society sensitivity Mm. to it, Mm. it's kind of something that you're also alone about because you don't feel like you can speak about it. Because when you do, people are trying to tell you, You don't have to feel that way you should feel lucky that you're skinny or you should feel lucky that you don't have to or when you you can eat whatever you want and you don't put on weight etc so i think it's definitely a mix however i do find that especially in africa like we've got um an ambassador at the minute who's from kenya we have an influencer starting with us who's from south africa i feel definitely in those cultures there's a lot more pressure and i feel like it's understood more in terms of the body um norm like especially in those kind of cultures I yeah. find that they kinda of understand that yeah, like being thicker is actually seen as sexier. Yeah, that's sexier. A You're desirable. a real woman when you yeah. have curves and when you have hips and, you know, childbearing and all those yeah, things yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it is um there is definitely a lot of people in those cultures, but I would still definitely say it's it's a very mixed thing for sure. Really? Yeah. That's quite interesting because I would I would say that um like non
0: black individuals I'm more prone to wanting to be really, really skinny. Mm -hmm. From what I can... This is from what I can see around. So I'm shocked that
1: your client base is quite diverse. No, 100%. But again, time has just been changing. So I feel like, especially within like the last five years, I'm going to say, like, when I first started kind of getting serious about training, Tammy Hembro was the only influencer, and she was from Australia, who was trying to... And she, again, wasn't necessarily doing something to gain weight, but she grew her bum kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And that was... Organically? yeah yeah some girl from australia like she grew, she grew her bum she grew never her Turkey. well girl now, now we never know but at the time i know for sure like she she did her thing in the gym because it is possible do you know what i mean mm, but mm-mm. i feel like there wasn't anyone around who was really doing that kind of thing and had that support but now where i feel like there's so many gym babes who are growing their bum and they're getting their yeah, asses yeah, yeah. and they're doing the thing so that's why i feel like now uh, people are changing their perspective on body and also mm. just feel, wanting to feel strong like mm. when you feel skinny and you sit on someone's lap and they say girl you're so bony yeah, Move. Yeah, 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 yeah. or you're feeling a little wind and it's, you're trying to push against yeah. it like those are, like I don't think it, I think it's also more than just aesthetics like it's mm. also feeling strong mm. feeling confident in yourself and feeling like a woman like I've had people who are like 30 and saying that I feel like a teenage boy do you know what I mean, because of their body, because they don't have no curves, they don't have no shape, they maybe don't have breasts or anything like that, so I think it's a lot deeper than like just body image, it's also how people feel in themselves Mm. and I think it's on both ends of the spectrums and I always say like I feel being, you know, severely obese or severely overweight and also being severely underweight or having eating disorders etc are things that should never be like celebrated in that way because i feel like health should be your main priority Mm. and it's not to say health looks like one thing because that's absolutely not true however as long as you are healthy Mm. it's good but like promoting someone being like super anorexic as they did in the 90s with like supermodels etc or on the other side of the spectrum where you have severely overweight or severely obese people Mm. and it's kind of like oh yeah that's cool it's like your health should be the main thing and if you've got those kind of habits they're mm. not healthy habits mm. and I think that's what the main focus should be on so when you
0: say having I really skinny models and having people that are severely overweight and um, overweight being put out there what do you mean that like are you saying that they shouldn't be put out there you say no you no not saying
1: things? that they shouldn't put out there because at the end of the day if you're there you're there right mm, mm, mm. but I feel like now there's a lot of body and this is what I mean by the double standard of like body shaming and body mm. positivity because I feel like I get where it's come from, right? Because, yes, previously, like, being really super skinny is being something that has been, you know, looked at and it's unrealistic, do you know what I mean? It's unrealistic and it's not attainable. But I feel it's the same on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I feel like recently there's been a kind of more body positivity which I feel that there needs to be but also I feel like there's a line where like you're still should be promoting healthy habits Mm. do you know what I mean and not ignoring those things and that's at both ends of the spectrum Mm. it's that if you're really skinny and you're skipping meals or like you know you're literally I don't know severely underweight but you're saying you're fat Mm. things like that aren't healthy yeah yeah, if you're really overweight to the fact where you have you know many health problems because of your weight and because of your lifestyle that's not healthy either. Mm, mm, mm. And I think that's the facts or like the point that we've been trying to make. And also, as I said before, when it comes to the double standard of body shaming, when if you call someone fat now, you can get cancelled real quick. If you comment on someone's weight, anyone that comes for Lizzo, yeah, it's true one time yeah, one time true. forward you're done <laughs> you're done no, it's true. you're you, done you can't but do like I said on the flip side someone who's struggling with their weight gain journey yeah. and they're you know they feel really skinny and insecure all of a sudden oh you can't be like that or I remember I would get comments like oh my god you're so skinny like do you ever eat and blah blah, blah. and sometimes really? yeah how, how honest, does it make you feel it doesn't make you feel good especially when you're trying like yeah. when you're trying to, it's like honestly, I always try to just flip it around to the other side. It's like you're on your weight loss journey, yeah. and you see an old friend or you see anyone. In fact, it's usually anyone, Yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh, you put us away." You're just like, like it's "Oh, like I've
0: been, I've kind of been eating celery Fuck. for the past week, right? But it's okay, you, right? Yeah. Exactly."
1: So I feel like people should just be more sensitive to people, like just because you don't understand it or it's not your goal or it's not something that you've experienced it doesn't mean that someone's struggle is not valid yeah and I think that's the main thing like just validating someone's struggle even if it's not you know the norm or even if it's not something that all people most people go through yeah. it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen and it's not valid
0: I agree so really random pulls. Bella's so beautiful now I'm looking oh, at her nice. now
1: sorry really random pulls for those <laughs>
0: that are listening she's so beautiful anyway oh, thank you babe um so how, okay, so what does Weight wanters do for clients? Like, also, when did you set up? Five years ago, you said? Um,
1: no, so I start, I become a personal trainer about five, six years ago now. Pfft, time is whatever at this point. Um But t- Weight Wonders, we set up in 2019. <clears throat> and like I said, at first, it was just a side thing to my personal training. Um, and then through the pandemic and COVID, it just kind of becomes something that I wanted to focus more on because more and more, I just felt like, it was what was needed, do you know what I mean? And even through the people that we've helped and lives that we've changed, like, it was just like, yeah, this needs to happen and Mm. this space needs to be created. So, yeah, from, I'd say, like, pandemic times the last couple of years is when I've really um, gotten serious with it and invested into it. So before
0: you you started doing it full-time and you were doing personal training... Did you train both clients for weight gain and weight loss? Yes. Or did you just focus on the weight gain? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I was working in a gym, right? And most people in the gym (laughs) want to lose weight weight, or like maintain or whatever. So yeah, yeah, most of my clients was uh, weight loss. There was only maybe from my gym, maybe only three, four clients that had that were weight gain. But then all the others had come from our Instagram page. So people would found us on Instagram and then they would like come to my gym to train, etc. But like in the gym itself, especially because it was in the city. Um, so I feel like, again, the demographic, etc. that you get in there is going to be different to like the whole world kind of thing. You know what I mean? so when you um started doing
0: weight wonders, when you just started doing it like part-time what did that entail was it just you putting out encouragement posts motivational posts yeah like, what, to be like, honest what, what with that? you
1: i was just trying to like provide that help just show my journey as well because at the time when i started it i was still very much in my journey and even now i'm still on a journey but it's got to the point where i'm comfortable with my body now like mm-hmm. before it was something that was like pressing on my mind no like, worry girl like, you look good but it's not good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like now I'm at a point where I feel com- like don't get me wrong I don't think like I've reached my peak or whatever right. but it's a feel where I feel comfortable like I yeah. don't feel like it's uh, something that's nagging on my mind that yeah. like I don't feel confident I don't feel strong I don't feel like whatever the feeling could be um so at the time it's more just sharing my journey like things that I'd done and again because there was no one like weight when I was going through my journey it took me so much longer because there was so much trial and error Like, there were so many things I thought I was doing that was great, that wasn't great. Like, what? Like, what were you doing? So, it got to a point where I'm like, okay, to gain weight, you need to be in a calorie surplus, right? Which means that you need to be eating more than you're getting rid of. Opposite to a calorie deficit, which seems obvious. Mm. But, again, when there's no help when there's no space for you to go and see it's very difficult to kind of work these things out mm. so i would be so focused on okay reach this calorie target but it would get to the end of the day <clears throat> i'd have i don't know 800 calories left and instead of me going to find a proper meal i would just have a whole packet of biscuits ah? because I'm, yeah <laughs> yeah because i'm thinking just to fit in if, the calories. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking calorie or I would have some wine and I would never usually put my drinks in, but if it was a day that I hadn't reached my calories, I'm <laughs> you, like, you were like, let yeah, me eat this-, this cheeky prasexy now, <laughs> um, extra calories. Do you know what I mean? So there was things that I was doing that I just wasn't going about the right way, even with my appetite, like mm-hmm. appetite is something that we help people with a lot because you kind of feel like you can't control your appetite when it's mm-hmm. honestly not the case at all. And that really took me a long time to figure out i never really had a bad appetite but my appetite was just inconsistent so there, there would be days where i could eat like five meals a day pig out like hit mad calories and then there'd be days where i wouldn't have my first meal till like six o'clock and i'd probably eat once a day do you know what i mean so that inconsistency mm. was what was causing me to not gain it's like if you're trying to lose weight and you know a couple days out of the week yeah you're in your calorie deficit doing your thing but the rest of the week you're in a surplus you're not going to the gym you're not moving your body etc do you know what I mean so yeah it was a lot of inconsistency so yeah it took me a very long time to figure things out so at the time it was just trying to show people these things without them having to waste so much time trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out themselves Mm -hmm. mainly to be honest with you Mm. So, what did you show them on the
0: journey? Did you sh- did you just show them this is the exercise that I'm doing, this is the meals that I'm cooking, this is this? Yeah,
1: pretty okay. much. To be honest with you, and also like something that we really focus on is just the mindset side of things as well, because again, because it's not something that's like accepted mainstream or, like, normalised mainstream. Mm. You don't really understand the kind of mindset that you have to have. And you also feel constantly defeated. Mm. Like I said, you're trying to make progress and some random stranger comes up to you and says, oh, you're really skinny, you look anorexic. Do you ever eat or go and eat a burger? You have that that. from a stranger? Honestly, like, all of it. But that's not normal, though. Like It's not. It's not. your business? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's that's the insensitivity that there is towards people that you know seem to have no problem or like when you talk about it, it's like oh you're lucky you, you uh you know can eat anything and you don't put on weight blah 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 i'm my own mother actually and i feel like especially with the older generation like yeah. they just don't they get yeah it. They, they just they, don't they just say whatever, they, whatever they want yeah like. and i would like say to her like oh, i just want to put on weight and honestly these are the things she said back to me so you just want to get fat then <gasps>
0: no mum I just want
1: a bit of curves (laughs) do you get me no she's like oh some people would kill to have your body like you're so lucky blah blah it's like people try and make you feel bad for for wanting something else that might be the the norm for society do you know what I mean I think that's where the problem lies is like making people feel like they can't feel that way because you don't feel that way
0: so what mindset and um, techniques do you share with your followers and with like your um, clients honestly it's
1: just about kind of one being open and honest with yourself putting yourself first and also i feel like with your weight gain journey again because of the lack of support etc a lot of people feel like they've tried everything mm. but when it comes down to it like how long did you try that for mm. or like how like what did you really do to try and gain weight? Like, for me, for example, I never used to be a breakfast person. Mm. It's the thought of breakfast in the morning just to make me feel sick. I was like, nah. And then it was like, I became a breakfast person. Now, I can't function without Without a breakfast, babe. So I will die, literally. Um, So it's definitely just like a... um, moving from a defeatist mindset so like I can't do anything this isn't just going to happen to me To I can I just need to do these certain things and also mm. just kind of looking at things black and white as well like if it comes to again like I said people thinking they eat a lot mm. but then when you track tracked your calories over the past few days you're not in a calorie surplus mm. do you know what I mean and that was something that happened to me as well I thought I eat all the time why am I not gaining weight it was only until I started tracking my calories that's right. when I realized yeah. I was inconsistent same thing with my um, guess weight loss as well exactly like, literally i, f- exactly I think i don't have that much to eat today yeah exactly <laughs> and exactly and just being more intentional with your eating habits mm. incorporating healthier eating habits like even when it comes to meal times like saying affirmations more like food is like fuel for me this is something that's going to help me reach my goals help me feel better etc so mm. just changing your mindset and embracing the journey as mm. something that you're actively on and also not being shy to get people to support you. Like, now I'm open about it and my friends mm-hmm. around me know, like, for example, Bami, she knows, girl, I gotta have my breakfast. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know
0: what I mean? Listen, like- <laughs> I, I remember the time you had a wild weekend and I saw you coming back. I know you came back, probably you came back maybe, like, four, five, something in the morning and I saw you come back to my daughter's breakfast and I was like, yeah. are you not tired? Nah. <laughs> girl, I gotta eat
1: honestly well, that's good though that, yeah. that you've
0: trained yourself to need that
1: yeah and it is it's, it's a mindset shift it's a mindset change it does take time but I feel like with the right support and again mm. feeling like you're not alone and mm. feeling like you have people who I know when you're having a bad day or when you I don't know something stressed you out now your appetite's gone people that you can go and talk to and relate to mm. I just feel like it just makes things easier like even mm. that alone just makes things so much easier for people on their journey so what
0: what does the service offer now because I know you had um when I first met you, you had the Ebook, mm-hmm. yes, as well. And Bami was enjoying because she, yes. got to try all the meals. <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna lie, Bella, if you're doing the ebook, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be the third one, yes, honey. That. You're more and than welcome, I'm mean, to need to gain weight, get but I'll taste them to make sure they're all right for everybody else,
1: <laughs> yes. So, so what what is your full service offer now today, yes, of course. So, yeah, we have a range of ebooks. So, we've got a weight gain recipe book, which literally has a range of recipes from breakfast, lunch, dinner. We've even put lazy meals for the days you're not really feeling in too chefy chefy and you want to just still throw something together that's high calorie snacks etc all in one with calories add-ons alternatives all of that in there We've got um, a smoothie guide as well. So smoothies is another thing that really helps like drinking your calories throughout the day. Mm. Um, We've got a smoothie guide with different recipes in. And we've also got a snack guide that's literally just all snacks, different kind of snacks um, that you can have on your weight gain journey. Mm. Um, So they're the kind of e-product side of things. And then we have our coaching services. So we kind of have a all in one platform um where we provide our training programs which they have like demonstration videos they've got you can rate the workouts we've got meal plans where you can rate the meals so then we can know which ones you're not feeling which ones you're feeling keep on swapping them out Check-ins, etc. But honestly, I think the key thing for our coaching services is the lessons. So we provide lessons for people on their journey. Again, speak about things like the mindset and like all the other factors that contribute to your weight gain journey. Because it's not just about going to the gym and eating more food. Do you know what I mean? It's a whole lifestyle change. It's a whole it's a genre, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> being a weight type is a genre, do you know what I mean, it's just changing the way you see food, the way you see, um, you know, your routine, and also just uh, prioritizing yourself more as well, that's something that we definitely f- uh, focus on, like the first month with people training with us, it's just prioritizing yourself, mm. setting boundaries with yourself, and knowing what's important, mm. and what you need to make time for, and what you don't, because the, the truth is, if you don't make time for certain things and you're trying to get somewhere, you won't get there. Because you're not making the time for it, do you know what I mean? So you need to be able to invest in yourself Mm. and put that effort in with yourself in order to get to where you want to get to. So we have a whole range of weight gain lessons throughout their time um, coaching with us. They can upload their progress pictures, etc. So yeah, like I said, it's an all-in-one platform. So everything's just all on one app where they can just take control of their weight gain journey and become thick babes. What's the name of the app? So it's literally just through us, so um, Weight wanters, and then you just sign up to our coaching platform and you get all the details from there. So yeah, we have like a lead form that you fill out. We'll have a call on the phone where we speak about, you know, your goals in a bit more detail, how things work on the platform, etc. And then from there, when you signed up, you'll get the link for the app everything that you need to sign up and you get started and how how much do people have to um, be prepared to pay for this monthly um so for our ultimate coaching which is the um you get nutrition you get your training you get the lessons and you also get a one-to-one coaching call with me is 144 pounds a month Mm. and then we also have a 30-day appetite workshop as well which literally breaks down everything about your appetite like what your appetite is, how it works, how to increase your appetite naturally, appetite triggers, overcoming these triggers. And with that, you also get a free copy of the Weight Gain Recipe Book. Um, And that is £33 as well. And then if you wanted to just do, I don't know, say maybe just the training side of things for the coaching or just the nutrition side, then it's £75 a month. Okay, that's not too bad. How? I mean, this sounds incredible. Like It sounds like a really good offering, like you
0: thought it through. How long did it take for you to actually think of the business side and say, okay, cool, this is what I want to do, I'm going to make it profitable, like, how long did that take? And then how long did it take to actually build it? Yeah, like, honestly,
1: I'd say, first of all, I'm still in that process, to be okay. honest with you. I feel like, again, because it come from a side thing, mm. and it was like I was a personal trainer, but it was like a kind of side thing from that, and then it kind of become a main thing, so... Mm. It was something where, and honestly, I feel like I'm quite, um, I don't know, I'm someone where I really just want to help people. Mm -mm. So I feel like sometimes, especially in the beginning, there were times when like, I could have, I don't know, been charging more or been doing this, but I'm just thinking of like people, especially now I'm like, it's a cost of living crisis. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. But I think even now is to where we're definitely stepping into more like a company vibe um by itself like even working with brands and things like that as well because again even for brands there's so many fitness and wellness brands out there that only focus on weight loss weight loss um etc i was at an event the other day with my fitness pal and the lady was saying the same thing kind of all their pr events have been weight loss but on the my fitness pal app you can put in your goal for weight gain so i think for a lot of companies it's just like a something they haven't even given thought to or, yeah. like, thought that's actually a struggle. And that, I think, in itself just shows how much of a... I don't know, just unspoken about, like, kind yeah. of looks but, down. But the
0: thing is, I feel like it's like that because that's... The the, the conversations are usually lose weight, mm-hmm. need to lose weight. That's the, that's the focus, that's the conversation. So I think company are typically looking at what's more profitable yeah well. 100 so. 100
1: but i feel like it is profitable if you get into those markets yeah you know i mean niche. it's like is it niche or is it i think it's niche in terms of the fact it's not the majority mm, mm. um but i feel like it's a thing that a lot of people experience and for you even as a company like i said in the general health and fitness industry to to kind of miss a whole group of people just because they're like i don't know and like i said. Because of the lack of support in society etc people don't want to speak about things mm. more because they get a lot of backlash that isn't supportive mm. that isn't like you know uplifting etc mm. so I think for a lot of people it's not even worth it to like bring it up or etc cetera, etc cetera, because it's often met with like a negative energy coming back to it mm. um, so I feel like that's why so yeah I feel like definitely now we're kind of stepping into the more like brand awareness side and like I said speaking about the double standard when it comes to body shaming and all these kind of things but I think where at the start when I was doing it as a personal trainer in the gym the Mm. main thing that I was just providing was like training sessions Mm. um in the gym like I said so it would be like people coming to work out etc where now there's definitely a more well-rounded holistic approach to it Mm. where we're focusing on like I said the diet your mindset side of things the general coaching and like community feel to it as well Mm. so I feel like it's definitely taken a while and it's been difficult because like I said I I always just try and help people even if that means I'm not making the biggest bank and like a few people have told me like girl like what you're doing is sick do you know what I mean like you need to you know start charging more start doing more blah blah blah, whatever it may be um so I feel like we're definitely still in that process Mm. and like I said we started in 2019 so from like 2020 halfway through 2020 is when it kind of really came a main thing so I feel like it's still in the building uh, stages Mm. in terms of a company perspective Mm. but I feel like in terms of the community and all the people that we have still helped thus far and up to this point has been there for sure and I feel like even when we do posts on skinny shaming people sharing like their experiences Mm. and things like that like those things kind of just reinforce for me that, like I said, yeah, this is something that needs to be done and it needs Mm. to be spoken about more. So Mm. we don't do that. I think you've done it with the right weight. If there's a
0: business model that I think anyone should adopt, I feel like it should all usually come from personal experiences Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's real yeah, and it's more relatable. And I think because you've gone through that journey yourself, people... The, the, like you're able to kind of draw the community in Same yeah. similar to like black, black Create Connect like people are drawn in because I'm black and I've had yeah. my own experiences it would be weird if like an Asian person did it mm-hmm. do you know yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. so I think that's that's the most important thing but in, in regards to I guess uh, um, app and everything how long did that take you to build to put it together like all the content the ebooks, like yeah. everything in there that's a lot better you know <laughs> it
1: is like, it is because <laughs> even now like I'm,
0: I'm building programs and like modules and everything and I'm not gonna lie there's some days don't shoot me work. I sit at my computer and I've just got a brain block. Like, yeah, like I'm tired of researching. I'm tired of writing. I'm tired. Yeah. Facts. Every single day. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how how, So, how long did it take you to do that? And how did you get the motivation to continue doing that? Yeah. It up?
1: So honestly, the motivation come from me. So there was a few other things we done over lockdown. Obviously, COVID time was a very confusing and changing time anyway. Mm. So everything kind of went online. So it was how do we in an online way provide the services and help that people need and Mm. there was a few different ways we tried like at first it was kind of like a membership thing where we had a group um it was like a private Instagram page etc but Mm. I just felt like for me you know when you just know in your soul that something isn't like right or isn't like fully what it should be yet Mm. there was a few different moments like that so this app um, is basically through a company they kind of like host it, but ah, all the content on there is, is yeah is yours and everything is customizable, etc. Okay. Um, so it kind of it was the push that when I found the app and the company, and even working with them as well because they mainly do like uh, wellness and fitness people. Um, that weight gain again is something that they don't really have any coaches that are doing that specifically kind of thing. So. Mm the content for the app girl let me tell you it was time it was long because you have to first of all you have to plan right so with our one to one like our ultimate coaching for example we set like a six month time period a time for you to make your gains, make your progress, but also get to a point where you can carry on by yourself. Yeah. Because it's a thing where we want to teach you how to navigate for the rest of your life, not mm. just so you, of, of course, you know, I love having clients, etc. but I want them to win where they reach their goals and get to the point where they don't need us mm. anymore. Mm. So it's coming up with a plan, okay, six months with the lessons, for example, how are we going to break down the lessons? Okay, this month we're going to focus on mindset. This month, we're going to focus on appetite and eating habits. This month, we're going to focus on that. And then breaking down all the lessons for that, recording all the lessons, editing all the lessons... So scheduling. you them, like, like video-wise? Yeah, video. So they're, mm-hmm. like, videos that... Kind of, like, the, in the app, it's kind of, like, literally, like, a text message chat um, feature where you can talk and whatever, but the mm-hmm. lessons, like, you can schedule them so they get sent out, like, automatically mm-hmm. when someone's on their program. So, yeah, recording all of them, editing all of them, scheduling them, etc. Took a long time. I'd say it took, like... A good few months to get all of them down, and even still, like when the That's appetite works though. I thought you were going to say like no, six months No, or a few months. But again, this is because like I don't know when I like when I want to do something, I just really get into it. So mm. like there would be days like where I would spend the whole day getting one month done, like of videos kind of thing, or on or, or like half a month or whatever. And then the next day I spend efficient. editing. Yeah, you You're know efficient. what? That's the word. Yeah. I, I am very efficient when it comes to my work. It's even with the rest of book as well. That took because actually when I was doing the recipe book, I had a fucking birthday trip to America, uh, America, Jamaica in between. Oh that yeah, time. I remember. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a lot because I knew I wanted to try and get as much done as I could before Jamaica. Yeah. Because I knew in Jamaica, uh, not, not <laughs> not done. Not done. yeah, done. Yeah. So that was a lot again because planning the recipes, then thinking what recipes to cook on certain days so it's easier. You know, if one, if a few recipes have the same ingredients, etc doing all of those on one day and then again you've got to think about like sunlight because when it comes to taking the pictures for the recipe book you want you need natural sunlight etc coming in blah 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 all of these kind of things so it was definitely a lot but I do I do find myself that I'm quite organized and I am quite efficient so I think that's why I managed to get it done. But I mean, to be to be real with you, even like two days before the recipe book, I was still putting final bits and bobs together, etc. Because usually we have a graphic designer that does it. Ugh. But um, she was at uni at the time and she had exams, etc., and mm. she couldn't do it. And so I had to put it together. And I'm really not a tech person. But honestly, the recipe you book might be one of the proudest things I've ever done, like oh. tech wise, because I'm like, it looks sick. It looks sick. um, Yeah, we're going to go through it after. Like, it looks sick. The recipes are sick. And I was like, yeah, no, I actually really did that. Whereas before it would be like our first one, I did the recipes and pictures, but the girl sorted out the book and the contents and everything like that. But I literally did like everything that time. So you don't know you can be graphic designer until you No, honestly, like it's that real. And I feel like, yeah, that's just thankfully a part of who I am like I'm just yeah. that person that if I want to do something I'm going to find a way to get it done mm. I definitely love to delegate if I can mm. but like if it's not possible you just do it yourself you've got to dig deeper do you know what is? I feel like that quality
0: in you is the quality of people that are like massively like don't are not just successful but they just achieve loads in their lifetime in a short space of time because you can you could have easily dragged out doing all mm. of this over two years easily like yeah, but you just thought do you know what i'm gonna use the time that i have wisely and just make sure that i get it done and i have moments like you as well actually where i'll just focus on something and be like okay this needs to get done and i'll create a deadline like mm-hmm. and it's, it's interesting because i feel like if you don't have entrepreneurs around you they don't get it yes so when you say i've got to do this by this date, they're like i'm wait, wait. Is your manager like who yeah. who's holding you accountable? Yeah. But it's yourself. Period. Where do you find that motivation from like to stay like, okay, Monday is a day this is gonna get done by like where the days that you really feel like I'm tired. Well, I'm assuming that those days happen. Do you actually have those days?
1: Absolutely. And first of all, motivated heesh. Do I stay motivated or do I just do it? that's the real question because i think a lot of people feel like and mm. they're always searching for the answer of how do you stay motivated yeah. i don't bruv you i just, don't you just, <laughs> like, at the end of the day because i think that's the thing about when you have your own business at the end of the day if you're not doing it who's gonna do no it
0: to, no no one cares
1: for real like if you don't do it and you don't get your clients or get your sales or whatever it is how are you paying your bills yeah do you know what I mean? So I think sometimes it's not even motivation. Like, obviously, the big plus is loving what I do mm. and genuinely being passionate about helping people. And also, I have a fucking sick idea here for yeah, a business. I yeah, can't yeah. Slack and let someone come try copy yeah. and take over. Because and you, then will, you will have people that, 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 that do, do that. Point blank, period. Yeah. So that's why I have to keep going because I know it's something that has so much success and has so much you know worldwide reach and help and you know positive effects on the world and people mm. that i can't slack mm. i can't do it i can't do it to myself do you know what i mean because me mm. as well i've always known that i was meant to do my own something mm. and i've always just had that i don't know kind of just like go get a mentality like literally so when i was in school right mm um, I don't know if it was like this for you when you was in school but there would be um, there would always be people selling uh, like Aids or donuts always donut something right on, on something. the field or something but in my school anyway it's a very male dominated industry there was no girls selling stuff it was all guys always all guys
0: and, and, and if it was a girl she was a tomboy yeah like she was like the man girl for real yeah yeah
1: and yeah for me there was literally no girls in my school that were doing that so me I decided you know what it's too much of a saturated industry for me to go into selling some snacks, <laughs> let me make my good, good brownies that I know are great and let me sell them in school. Okay. I would, and honestly, this is some real, I would sometimes steal the ingredients so it was 100% profit that I was making. So I'd steal my ingredients, I'd come home after the them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, what you said. She them, them, <laughs> no this is from her childhood yes not yeah guys i'm not i'm guys. not uh, encouraging this behavior <laughs> but i would and i'd come home after school i would make my brownies i'd go in the next day and i'd sell them and i'd be making like 10 pounds i did and at 15 like i said i started working and it was great because <laughs> the job I was, I was so flexible yeah it was minimum wage but we get we got, used to get mad tips like i remember my last shift there was on new year's I got paid minimum wage for whatever time. It was. Actually, it was New Year's, so I got paid double double minimum wage. Yeah. Um, but still minimum wage, but like eight pounds. Yeah. I mean, at the time, <laughs> at the time, wait, time. But first of all, at the time, and because I was under twenty one. Yeah, it was. It was, like, it was the ghetto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that home, I come home two hundred pound in tips. Yeah. On New Year's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So tips would honestly sometimes double, triple my wage, and we would get paid weekly as well. So at that time, when I have no financial responsibilities or anything, I was living life, and again, that's why I was traveling and blah 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 so i feel like i've always had that natural just like go-getter like if yeah. i like i said if i'm gonna do something if i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it like if i if i have a plan and i want to get it done for real for real yeah, yeah then i'm gonna do it i'm gonna find a way to do it so i feel like that's part of it like just part of who i am just that get up and do it but also it's just knowing that literally no one else is going to do it for you. And you're oh. not always going to be motivated. I feel like, find peace in that. Yeah. That you're not always going to be yeah. motivated. Okay, cool, but so are you gonna, but, not going to get yeah, it done?
0: Yeah, but it needs to get it done. Right. Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, my alarm goes off in the morning and I'm tired. And my inner heart sometimes wants to sleep. Yeah. But what am I going to do? Sleep. Yeah, honestly. Just, just sleep, I need to get up.
1: Yeah, and I feel like even for me, it was something where... It was so natural for me that, especially working in the gym, so the, my gym, uh, I don't know how you say it, but the the way my gym worked is it was rent-based. So you would pay rent weekly to the gym. You didn't have Amazing. to pay them anything else, but all the other profit was yours, but you had to pay gym rent every Monday. How much was rent? I was working in the city by Tower Bridge. My gym rent was £280 British every single Monday. So I was spending just over a £1,000, like 1100 on gym rent month what nearly 300 pound uh, a week uh, what age was this i was 18 19 uh-uh yeah so how so you
0: went in okay first of all what made you then go in and say okay i'm gonna spend this money now i'm gonna make probably double whatever but what made you have that confidence to do that
1: honestly first of all it's me per. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that no honestly but also because when I was I was already going to the gym and stuff and there was a guy personal trainer at the gym I was training at and by this time I was in college a lot of my friends wanted to train with me because they knew I was serious about gym and they wanted to get serious too so they would come to the gym with me we'd train together and then one of the guys in the gym that worked there was just like there's not a lot of females in the industry like why don't you just become a personal trainer and at this point I didn't want to go uni I know my mum was pressed about that And a college was pressed about that. So I just said, yeah, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And like I said, then I just did it. I did my qualification. I was like 17 at the time. I think I did my qualification. Got certified. Started working in the gym um, in the city. Which one was it? Gym box? No, it was uh, Fitness First in Thomas More Square. So just by um, Tower Bridge, St. Catherine's Dock. And yeah, so I was there for two years. Literally 2019 to wait no it must have been 2018 to 2019 because I went traveling at the beginning of 2020 for like two two and a half months Mm. and when I came back a week later in the gym we went into lockdown so and then it was like obviously I just didn't kind of go back to the gym because then I was doing things online and I'm thinking raw, I'm paying nearly 300 pound a week in rent when I could essentially charge less and still make the same money and not have to pay someone else nearly £300 every week. Do you know what I mean? So then that's where the kind of change started to come and that's how we got here now, today, literally. That's so sick. In regards to um, the digital move, by the way, I feel like
0: that was like a what's the what's the word like a light bulb moment for mm, a lot of people
1: yeah
0: like knowing that do you know what i've been doing things a certain way just because yeah but now like even though you don't, though things, you, don't yeah. you actually don't need to like when you can move online the world's your oyster like i'm literally thinking about your business model now i'm like you can actually target say for example this will never happen you were to help every person in the uk or in europe they're still africa yeah they're still the caribbean yeah they're still the mid- there's yeah. so much scope that you can go to so anyway um Going back to like you, when you was like, I know you said that your mum pressured you to go to college, to yeah. uni. Let's go back to your childhood a little bit. Like, what were you like as a
1: child? Where did you grow up? Where were you born? Tell us. Um, so I was East London, born and raised in okay. Stratford. And I had a very like, sh- it was, uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but let's just talk about it. We'll see what word I come up with okay, the end. Go on. Um, But so my parents were married until I was like 18. So oh, wow. at the time, I was like the only child that I was, you know, the kids that I was around at least, um, whose parents were still together growing up. Mm. So in that sense, I had a very normal upbringing mm. um, or what is perceived to be normal. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of, I think, like in me that I've learned through therapy is that on the outside, things were great. Like we would go on like family holidays. Like mm. Like I said, I had two parents at home, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But there was a lot of emotional... Mm, I want to say like neglect or just emotional not rightness from both my parents so I think um, but you are a child as well no I'm a middle child okay so it's double homicide did, did, did your siblings feel the same way so it's different I feel like each of my siblings have had a completely different upbringing because we have quite big age gaps so me and my All older right. sister is 10 years oh, me wow. and my younger sister is seven years Oh, I see, and yeah. I have a niece that, who that is uh two years younger than my my little sister, so it's like just after my little sister was born, my sister had a baby uh, and my li- my older sister I love her so much she 's such my rock, but she went through something, so she was very turbulent, so there was a lot of focus yeah. on her and her craziness that was going on, um, and then, like my little sister was born, and blah blah, and this was when I was also going for a lot, but there um, was no there was no leftover energy for um, that also having like a Caribbean parent when it comes to like mental health and stuff like that like I I've learned a lot through myself and like through doing my own therapy and stuff like that but like both my parents have character disorders
0: um yeah so my
1: dad is more like um character disorder where it's it's everyone else's problem or fault but mine do you know what I mean? So like where my dad is now, it's like, oh, it's the government, or it's this, it's this race, it's that, blah, blah, blah. That's everything everything else besides me. Right. And my mum is the opposite. She's very much like, oh, like I'm sorry I'm not perfect, blah blah blah, this kind uh, of thing, whatever. So But that
0: that might have stemmed from their differences 100 percent their
1: differences and also i think their upbringing yeah because like i i know and again this is a thing about a generational thing i think like Mm. the the further back you go the more you realize that like yikes do you know what i mean i think especially in like caribbean and african culture i feel like there's a lot of things that happen in family that i don't know just get like swept under the rug or just like not dealt with properly and like even my dad to this day like I was a daddy's girl growing up like me and my dad were so so tight growing up and it was only actually when I grew up and my parents got divorced I started to see that he was a bit shaky and he was yeah and he was a bit just like not not everything that he was putting out to be like there was parts of him where I'm like yo you're tapped (laughs) After they mean? got a divorce, not well. I think it was after I realised that. So my dad was very much on a kind of emotional manipulation flex. After no, this like, was during oh God, was but general, okay. during this time. I guess it it strengthened our relationship because it made me think of him as like this. I don't know this amazing, this real person who kept mm. it real and blah blah blah, mm. blah 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 blah. But I feel like um, there's a lot of, between my parents. It was kind of like a competition of who did worse. Do you know what I mean? Or you did this or your mom does this or your dad does this and blah, blah, blah. Right, it was a lot right. of it was a lot of that how, kind of stuff. How does that affect you? So honestly, I feel like it really took me to a point where I was just very cold and very like emotionless. Um, mm. And it was something that I had to learn to actually be in touch with my emotions. And mm. when I did like that happened the first time I went to therapy and it was like a whirlwind because it was all of a sudden I was having these emotions. I didn't know what the hell they were or what to do with them mm. because like I'd never not to say I never had them. But I was so good at keeping it. them at bay. Yeah, things didn't bother me. Do you know what I mean? I feel like even that is something that I've learned, like in the recent couple of years, that when crazy things happen and they don't affect you, it's not normal. It's not, <laughs> it's not normal. It's not. I was literally having this conversation with um, Ngozi.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, this week as well, and she, like, we were saying because I it was crazy. I said this on the podcast episode with her, but I remember was talking about therapy and I thought, yeah, I haven't done therapy, I'm not going to do therapy because um, I don't have anything to really talk about. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, I've only gone through, like, you know, um, domestic violence and... Yeah, domestic violence. And I was like, actually, no, those are things that I've to Yeah, but, but, yeah, but, but we have... A, I, I think it's our culture. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, d- I definitely feel like other culture I mean I, I can't speak for every single other culture but from what I've observed um, it's a common thing within black culture to be like stop your eyes mm-hmm. stop crying yes make is you something for cry for <laughs> that, those, 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 those were the words that I
1: heard growing up yes. and, and you have to just hold your inside yeah. back and don't fab cry it. fab it it so yeah and I think my dad is very militant and the thing is about my dad he's so he kind of reminds me of Kanye West in a way I don't, that's <laughs> and no, I don't think it is but I've never said that before even out loud or even thought that yeah. why do you say that let me tell you why because he's such a genius yeah like he has so much wisdom like you see the way I am in terms of my mindset and stuff a lot exactly. of it comes from my dad like yeah. my dad as a kid Would tell me like about energy. He would tell me about your words, like be careful about words you use, like be careful, like stop saying you hate stuff and blah blah. blah. Like you're just attracting that stuff every day. You wake up in the morning, give thanks. Like Mm. my dad taught me so much about mindset and so much about emotional intelligence. I would Mm. say as well, like using your logical brain Mm. when you know things aren't going Mm. too right, or even when things are going too right. Do you know what I mean? And you're making rash decisions, etc. Like a lot of the way I am comes from my dad. Mm. However, he himself is just still, like, unhinged. Or, like, things he thinks that are, like, normal. Or, like, the way he carries on sometimes, I feel like he doesn't see his own behaviour. Right. And that's where, like I said, the kind of character disorder comes in because he has this kind of, I don't know, almost like a God complex about himself. And the whole world is against him. Got you. So it's kind of like... Like I said, literally like a Kanye West vibe where he's such a genius, but he's just tapped at the same time and he's not helping himself. So... Honestly, like my dad is so great. Even now, like we have we have a good relationship. But I feel like now I've set boundaries with both my parents. To be honest with you, where it's like it's quite surface level.
0: Really? Yeah. Are you okay with that?
1: Do you know what? Mm, yes, and I don't know. Like yes, because I've it's been this way. It's but not how long new though? since like I would say at least teenagers. Do you know what I mean? And I'm saying You've had that the because, surface level of relationship with your parents. yeah like. I'd say honestly, teenagers, especially with me and my mum, it was very turbulent, like very like non-existent even. Um, like I literally moved out of my house for like I don't know, like four months or something when I was like thirteen, so like because of I'll me and my mum's relationship. I was staying at my friend's house, who like at the time I was staying there because her mum was just I don't know. Let's just say not really present. So it's kind of like a free Mm. house, you know, when you're 13 and and I feel like I was actually listening to a podcast the other day about emotional neglect and whatever. And it was saying, especially in teenagers and that kind of age, Mm. when there's a lot of things missing in that aspect, you act out a lot. And like me, like I was I'm so academically smart, like in school. The only reason I stayed in school and didn't get kicked out was because of my grades. Really? That that doesn't surprise me as well. Yeah, like, I was a little rebel. Like, I just didn't care. Like, I didn't care who you was. I'm going to tell you about yourself. I don't care if you're Mm. the headmaster, deputy, whatever, whatever. I'm going to tell you. If I don't like you, you're going to know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, I feel like the way I am now, I feel like it wasn't really me. Do you know what I mean? I do feel like I was just acting out because... And obviously, at the time, you know, you're a teenager. You don't even know what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it come from a place of me, like, not having those specific things
0: do you know what i feel like um relating to you i remember back in the school days i was mouthy 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 mouthy, mouthy and i felt like it was my way of just letting it out mm. because i was allowed to yeah. at, at school and like what are you gonna do you can't beat oh, me go check Yeah, like no, no, no <laughs> check so i was excessively yeah. rude mm-hmm. like to teachers and everything because i couldn't be at home yeah as well mm-hmm. and like it's interesting what you say as well about having a surface level relationship with your parents because i feel like I had the same probably up until maybe about three years ago as well. Mm. Do you ever plan on potentially trying to revisit that those relationships later yeah, on? Yeah,
1: hun- I hope so. Like, honestly, even for me, like, getting to the point where I am now with my parents has been a lot of work on my side. Mm. Um, because I feel like growing up, there was a lot of kind of resentment, a lot of, like, ill feelings towards them, the way they handled certain things, et cetera, mm. that I've had to work through. But I think the difficult thing is when you're dealing with your parents or anyone mm. is that, you can't change how the other person is Mm. or you can't make them be a certain way Mm. so yes of course yeah it would be nice and that's why we have that surface relationship now because I can kiki and we can laugh Mm. but I know that I can't come to you if I'm feeling this or I know that if really yeah like and honestly like it's something that's again like so normal for me do you know what I mean like me and my mom have never really had that maybe when I was younger like a kid like under 10 but past that, we've never really had, like, a mum and daughter relationship where it's like, I don't know, I'm going to call you if I'm, like, crying or something like that. Like, it's just never been that. So, who do you call?
0: Do you have to, my do you- peoples, my friends. <laughs> no,
1: you're not even your sisters? No, so my si- yeah, So my older sister, actually. Um, but then again, in certain reason, so my older sister suffers from, like, quite a few mental health Problems, etc. Okay. So, I it's kind of like I've been her older little, little oh, big sister, right? Right, right. Um, so there's times when I do, but there's times when, especially if it's a deeper thing or yeah, something like that, where I don't want to put it on her because I know because of how her brain works and things that she has going on, it's yeah. not going to be good for her, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I feel like there's been times where, yeah, like I said, um bigger things or certain things where, like, I haven't shared with her. But in general, yeah, like, I think now within the recent years, actually, probably since my parents got divorced, me and my oldest sister have got a lot closer because we've kind of connected on the fact that our parents are just... <laughs> 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 They're just, you know, a bit shaky. And it's, like, brought us together more because we're like, yeah, it's really us, to be honest. That's just yeah. got to keep each other going, etc. So, yeah, it's been, like, that's been my norm kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like until there's changes or like accountability mm. with the other party there's only so far it can go do you know what i mean what, what races are your parents? Are you, so so mum's white, my dad's black. How was that dynamic growing up as well? Very interesting. So it's actually something that I try to talk about a lot because I was very confused growing up, like being mixed race. I Do you know, so I'm glad you've confirmed it because
0: I've had a theory. It's confused as hell. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've had a theory that most mixed race individuals that I've met, and this is no shame, I've got cousins that are mixed race and everything. I thought I was mixed race at one point, but I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> I used to tell people that as mixed race I definitely wasn't <laughs> but and I had a theory that
1: it must be confusing yeah 100% for them 100% To tell us more about it especially because of time like now I feel like there's so much more mixed race people mm. like when I was in school like in my year so I went to two schools because obviously yalla Badri, <laughs> and my first school I can't remember, but my second school, I know, it was me and, like, two, maybe two, three other girls that were, like, mixed race in my whole year. Mm. And I remember even when I joined that school, there was this one uh, girl who we're actually friends now. And they tried to kind of, like, put us against each other. Like, oh, this new... And, you know, that light. This new light has come in. Like, oh. oh and she, was she mixed race as well? Yeah. So it was kind of mm. like a competition, like, right. blah, blah, blah. But I felt it was very confusing. One, because... I'm such a versatile person, like, even Mm. now, like... And at the time, my friends were mixed. Also because of how I behaved, right? Mm. Because I was quite rebellious and bad. I'd be chilling with the white girls a little bit. You know, they'd be bunking off school. We'd be going after school drinking or whatever, 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 doing badness. (laughs) My fucking catchy friends who had a Nigerian mum, she couldn't do that Mm. stuff, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like I I would bounce around with, like, friends. Like, everyone was my friends. I was cool with everyone. But there would be times where, like, my black friends would, like, have a problem with that or be like oh like how come you're chilling with this person or whatever but specifically how i know that i was confused was with my music like there would be I periods so yeah. like yeah seven year eight i was bashment queen this is when vibes cartel popcorn, okay, Arvado, everyone right. was at their peak yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. bashment time say less but then there was a time where I'd be, like, chilling with maybe my white friends more and it would be, like, house music or whatever. And then, like, I wouldn't listen to Bashment or whatever. Mm, mm, mm. And now it's got to a point where I have, like, a great band, And I kind of love being mixed race because, me, I can go to a house rave and be skanking out to and then go to a reggae brunch and be flinging out my back yeah, and winding yeah. up my waist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think mean, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. at the time, it was very confusing. And also, like, with... I know the cultural differences as well between, like, obviously white and black. And I feel like my parents were quite opposite in that way. Like, my dad would never like people staying over. My mum wouldn't mind. My mum black to heck, Right? It's a black thing. My mum would would, wouldn't want me going out because, you know, I'd be saying blah, blah, blah. My dad was kind of on the flex, like, you're going to make your own mistakes. So better you make them now and learn from them as opposed to me just not letting you do something, telling you this, mm. and then you rebelling As a child, like I remember there was one time I got caught stealing from a supermarket. And like I said, I've had I've had some lives and like he wasn't angry. Like, that's the thing. I feel like whenever I would do something, even if it was a mistake or whatever, my dad would never be angry. Mm. He would just kind of almost laugh about it in a way like, listen, this isn't going to matter in like 10 years or whatever, whatever. But then he would just kind of try and teach me the lesson from it or Mm. teach me or like make me know without even shouting or getting angry that, yeah, like that was dumb. Whereas your mum How would her have be? Just Straight smoke Straight smoke Like I remember There'd be times I didn't wake up for school And whatever My mum would Come and throw water on me, to oh. clean up, babes. No, see that's see that's, that's not f- a vooda. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Do you know what I mean?
0: Not, <laughs> not, she kind <laughs> of <laughs> sounding like she was lacking a. <laughs> no, was, <laughs>
1: honestly, that's, that's what I would say sometimes. Like. In terms of the strictness, like my mum would probably like, nah, that's not guanin, and my dad would kind of be like the more like free spirited vibes kind of person. So it was very conflicted sometimes, and even as well. So my mum grew up in London so she had a lot of black friends she was Mm. like the one white friend in a group of black friends Mm, kind of vibe mm. and when I was growing up like my mum would always get like braids and stuff like that and I would hate it because I just felt like at the time again like you've got to think about the times here I just thought that it was wrong yeah I mean I'm like like, you're white why do you have fucking braids Mm. (laughs) like what is going on like do you know what I mean so I feel like there was a lot a lot a lot of confusing times and also just feeling like where you belong Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like there's certain things where I know you're not black enough and then on this side, it's like you're not white enough. And even I think with work, especially with modelling, I feel like there's been situations where I've felt like I know I've got this opportunity because I'm coloured, but I'm not black. Mm. Like I'm not fully black, but I'm a little sprinkle, sprinkle. It's a weird feeling because obviously you're always grateful for opportunities that Mm. you get. But when you kind of feel like you know, it's because you're, you're helping them reach a quota. Mm-hmm. And you're probably there, again, more so because your skin's a little bit lighter or your hair's a little bit, like... Easier to manage. Yeah, like, porn mainstream, porn. like, curly hair. Yeah. Like, you know, um, people love that kind of stuff. So I feel like, I don't know, it's always a messed up feeling, but it's always been something that I've been aware of. Mm. And, again, I think that's, again, because of my dad, because he's always... Even even he would speak to me about these things mm. as well. Like, he would be like, when he was growing up, there wasn't any really mixed-race kids, maybe one, two in the town that they was mm. at, you know what I mean? And it's, it's quite weird because... Where are you going to yeah, be? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You're you're not like I said, you're not black enough or you're not white enough, etc. So it was a lot of confusion for a lot of time for sure.
0: I feel like it's important to um, also relay and for people to remember who are mixed race or mixed backgrounds that this is just your identity, mm-hmm. like, and yeah. there's so much beauty. I think. And just
1: difference in cultures, yeah, and um, background. You don't need to be one or the other. And no, I feel like growing don't. up that's what was like felt that you needed to be. Like, I don't know, there'd be times like for an example, right? We're eating something and I'm using a knife and fork. Maybe some of my black friends are eating the chicken with their with hands, hands, right?
0: Yeah, um, my mom used to make sure we had um, etiquette
1: classes. Right? Uh, she's black, <laughs> that, and that, that was that's my what, dad as was well. I was confused. That was my dad as well. Like he'd be like, "No, like, my dad always used to tell i am 'I'm gonna take you to etiquette school.' Yeah, but like yeah. for real. But yeah, there'd be times like that, and then my friends like, "Oh, like why eat with your knife and fork? Whatever, whatever." And then that's obviously yeah. you know, with your white friends, and they don't say it because obviously they they feel like they can't really because yeah. it can't come across a certain way. Yeah, but you feel it. Do you know what I mean? When they're doing their things or whatever and you're like, mm, mm. this is a bit different.
0: Although. Did you Did you ever hang around your white friends and then have experiences where they forgot that you was black?
1: Not really, you know. Okay. Honestly, not really. I think mainly because, I don't know, maybe Stratford is more like a working class mm. um, area. Areas, yeah. So it's like... Um, it wasn't like I was with middle-class white people yeah. where their lives are completely different in that aspect or like their views, etc. I feel like I still lived in a very multicultural, um, like school, area, like yeah. area. Beside, even though, like I said, there wasn't a lot of mixed race people, but like my first school had, like, so many Asians and, like, Somalians and stuff like that. Like, it was mad. So, like, growing up for me around Somalians or whatever, that's why, like, I know their culture and stuff Mm. because I grew up with them. Um, So it was very, like, mixed thing anyway. So, yeah, honestly, with the people I have, there wasn't really times when they, like, made me think, shit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe a few times, you know, like, just micro things where it's like, I don't know, oh, I'm so tanned. And you're like hmm <laughs> I bet like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be as stuck as you when I go on holiday you know yeah. like those kind of things but it wasn't anything like that's really made me be like oh bra. <laughs> so of thing.
0: do you think your race has had has presented any challenges to either your career education um social life anything at all or not really i think yes
1: and no i think like i said there's pros and cons because i feel like the pros are you kind of get picked almost in a way Mm, mm, mm. because like i said you're like black but you're not black black Mm. and you know you kind of like fit into a more i don't know um persona etc that people want to see etc but on the flip side I feel like when you're dealing with real like corporate stuff or I don't know that real white middle class vibe I'm gonna say um, you feel the difference or like like I, I w- remember I uh, went to a shoot once and it was funny enough for women mm. it was a sports bra that had come out I will not say the company but yeah. it was for women and I was the only person of colour there and I was spun because I'm like, first of all, this is for women yeah, in general.
0: Yeah.
1: And second of all, like, like I said, I'm not even black. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, so where's the like representation? Where's where is this energy that, yeah. you know, these brands put out and say they're going to do, etc. etc. Mm. And it's not the case. So I feel like there's definitely been pros and cons. There's been times where I still feel like you're kind of pushed back. But there's also been times where I feel like I've been given opportunities because yeah. of being mixed.
0: So where, when you was growing up, where did your kind of passion for training,
1: personal training, and all of that come from? Like when, when did it first kind of start? Um, Honestly, so I think it was just from me being so active. So like I said, dance was like my thing. Like I used to Mm. do dance like three times a week. I did like ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, cheerleading, street dance, like everything that's right.
0: why i can move good because yeah you
1: because you don't I was speaking
0: know she's been hanging around of, um, bammy too much no yeah like yeah no,
1: i'm an original like dancer babes like growing up um and then i would do athletics as well and um, my secondary school was a sports college okay so we had like a leisure center joint to our school so we had access to the gym and this is where I feel like, you know, those teenage years where you start to think about your body a bit more, etc. Mm. And this is when I started to feel that insecurity about being skinny, especially being in a school where, you know, I was hanging around with black friends that were already so voluptuous yeah. and already had big breasts, breasts big hips, big bums. batty. Yeah, I remember in school. And bro. I
0: was like,
1: bruv. <laughs>
0: it's, <no>, it's crazy because <laughs> I remember being in a school and then growing breasts and, and, you know, hips and bums. And I was like why is this happening to me? Like, yeah, and I'd be like, why is this not happening <laughs> to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy Literally, how it's different.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. So yeah, I think... Um, wait, what was I saying? From school days. Oh yeah, yeah. It? So yeah, so from school and then... So I started to go to the gym again, try and beg in to do these squat challenges, not knowing anything. And then it was just something like, like I said, I think where I was naturally active, mm. going to the gym just felt good anyway. Mm. Um, so that was when I was in school. Then I started, I signed up to a proper gym when I was in college, started going there. And then yeah, that's literally where everything fell into place. So I started to get more serious about it, training, etc. cetera. Um, and then one of the guys said, why don't you get into this? Like there's I not a lot of females in it. the industry. And yeah, that's literally where we are today because of that so what's what's the future
0: looking like for you where where do you see yourself I know you've got plans you're a smart girl so like Bella in three years time or you can say five years or whatever many years what
1: do you see manifest for yourself um honestly I just want to I feel like be the best version of me which I feel like is so cliche to say um but I feel like I've been on a journey Mm. like for real for real Mm. you know like you know when you've really been on a journey but you've also really been making progress i feel like some people are on journeys but they're not like doing the work to Mm. make the progress Mm. and take them to the next level so i feel like i've been on a journey also going through like different age ranges where i've been in like my early 20s and wow i still you know get that free pass Mm. for being a, a young person or whatever um but i definitely feel like just stepping into that greatness for myself in terms of business wise like big, big plans for weight winters, obviously, but Mm. um, we want to, like, bring out kind of a, you know as I said earlier the side where we're going to be working with like the NHS or referral programs and mm. stuff we want to bring out a section for men as well for weight gain because mm. naturally just from me training women it's kind of become like a women's target audience I thing. think men need it more I'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> with them chicken legs I, <laughs> see. <not> <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I see bare slim men yes. and, I, and I'm like yeah you want to put on weight yeah we've
1: like, been asked a few times so. as well but um, so yeah definitely bringing in the men's side of things and then also just touching more into the Eating the sort of side side of things, working with brands, etc., um, and just going worldwide. Which, to mm. be honest, we already are. But like worldwide, where I know we're having like events in different countries, mm. hosted by like our ambassadors or representatives or whatever it may be. Mm. Um, and then just for myself, I feel like I feel like traveling for myself is where like I get my most joy from. Like I mm. went on my first holiday without family when I was like sixteen. Again, because I started working at 15, so I had the money to do so. And I've always had friends that are older. So I think travelling has always been, like, a passion of mine. So to find a way to make travelling something that I can do and also, like, help people with their travels or, like, create an income from travelling is definitely something that I want to look into over the next few years. Mm. Um, But also just being, like, happy, Mm. to be honest with you. I think that's the biggest thing. I think, like, working on yourself is so draining, like yeah, oh my it god is a
0: lot, it I is can't a even lot. breathe sometimes because, because also like <clears throat> part of working on yourself you have to like look in the mirror yeah <laughs> and you actually have to face things that you've been ignoring for yeah, a little bit and 100%. sometimes
1: it's a, it's a bit emotional it's draining as hell like mm. I remember the last set of therapy that I finished pfft, boy I was like and I, I feel like even now I don't I'm not sure if I fully recovered from it to be honest with you but like it was a lot it was very draining so I think just like doing the work and the work obviously never stops Mm. but just getting to a place where I have healthy boundaries with everyone in my life having a point where I'm financially free whatever that looks like for me which is mainly just being able to travel whenever I want to to be honest with you um and just yeah like I said just being happy with life being happy with my business getting into other things and just continuing to blossom I feel like there's been a lot of times like growing up where I've kind of put myself into boxes do some like so many different things like even mm. like I suffer from a lot of social anxiety and that's something that this year Dude. I've been working on a lot yeah yeah um oh, oh, oh I don't say
0: oh, that oh, I so, because you're <laughs> I know, do you know what it
1: is so what it is is where I've had to work in a gym yeah I've had to firm it mm. so what I call it is like autopilot So, it's usually what happens when I first meet people. It's like, I'm on autopilot. So, I seem like, oh, yeah, how are you? And it's cool. But, like... I'm not taking things in. That's why, especially for me, when I first meet people, I can never remember their name because, like, the first five minutes of me meeting people, I'm not even here. Yeah, yeah. J- this yeah. is, like, you know that that meme of, like, when people put on a mask? Yeah, yeah? That is literally yeah. me at that time, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not taking in nothing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> like, that's literally me. Oh my so it's definitely been something that I've been working on. So, yeah, just, like, working through... Those things that have maybe been like holding me back in whatever ways, and just becoming the best version of me that I can be, and continuing to just be who I am as well. Because I think sometimes, Mm. I mean, obviously, not everyone's amazing, but like I know that I am. Mm. And I think sometimes through this life, cost of living, crisis, everything, Mm. sometimes you think you can forget that. And I think, especially for my age as well, I think knowing things I've done, things that I've overcome, things that I've set up, created. I know that i'm gonna like you know when you can just feel stuff come in like mm-hmm. i can feel it like it's in me and i know it's coming so it's just reaching that potential and yeah just being amazing really i love that i absolutely love that and i feel like
0: there could be someone listening that is thinking okay bella this is lovely you sound confident great able but I'm struggling with my identity. I'm struggling with my purpose and what I want to do. I would love to have my own business, Mm. but I don't know what to do. What advice would you give to them?
1: Honestly, I would say just take time. Mm. Because I feel like right now, I was actually speaking to this with some of my girls today. I feel like, especially with like TikTok and stuff, you know, there's like that girl aesthetic where it's like everything is Mm. perfect. You have the perfect morning routine and you have Mm. the perfect this, you have the perfect that. Like, it's just not that easy. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like for, for most, if not all successful people, you tend to only see the end result. Hundred percent. I don't think people Always. like take into consideration, like you said, the days when you can't be bothered. Yeah. And you still gotta get up and do it. Like they, those mm-hmm. days aren't glamorized. Or the days or you not, get knows. Right. The days you <laughs> yeah. get straight, the days you get nose, the days you got shut down, the day the times you don't reach your targets, the yeah. times where things fail, they don't go to plan, etc. So there's so much more to that. So I feel like honestly, just take time aligning with who you really are and also shuffle around the people in your life. Mm. Like, I think you need to be around people. Something that I said going into 2021 is I wanted to be around more people that were doing their own thing. Mm. Because at the time, I was kind of my only friend well, the only person in like Mm. amongst my friends Mm. that were having their own business or doing this side of things. And Although it's not like you can't relate to people, I feel like when you have others around you that do mm. have their own business, mm. it makes things so much easier to speak about. And yeah. also when it comes to doing things because their schedule isn't like a Monday to Friday nine to five vibe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think like realign your people, like do they really are what they doing are what they're doing. Align with what you want in your life because at the end Mm. of the day, you're really only as strong as your weakest link. 100%. So if you're in your friendship group and all your friends are kind of being bums or saying a lot but not doing the things they're saying, etc., then you know, you're going to just get brought down by the energy. So I think definitely mm. making sure that you're surrounding yourself. And if you don't have those people at the minute, honestly, find them. Because mm. I feel like I have over the past like couple years, even people that I've known, Bami, for example, mm. I knew her. But from last year, we really got close. And now, you know, we're batty and bench. Do you mm. know what I mean? So I feel like just bringing those people into life's life, being intentional about things and just taking charge. I think a lot of people, I'm going to, I kind of want to quote, Kim Kardashian here, but Mm -hmm. you actually have the same twenty-four hours and I think a lot of people And Money May Money May said that too. (laughs) Right, uh, right, yeah, that's it. And I think although people do like obviously there are things and trust me like I know and understand because there's been been times when I've been going through it, babes. Do you Mm. know what I mean? But you can still make moves and at the end of the day i feel like when you're going through things investing in yourself is the best thing that you can do 100%, so i think yeah. just be real with yourself like are you really doing everything you can be doing to reach your goals are you really like whatever that might be if even if it's just putting a plan together or going to the gym or wherever mm. it may be like are you really pooja mm, mm, doing everything that you can do to put things in place and if you're not then start changing things and just take baby steps as well like take baby steps I think a lot of the times I was very harsh on myself again especially having friends that are older than me and even even this year like I've had to realize sometimes I'm like okay this person has like 10 years on me Do you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like, I know that when they was my age, I'm past them in that sense. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I know although we're not doing the same now, again, they still have so much more time Mm -hmm. on me. And when I'm at their age, Mm -hmm. I know that it's going to be full of blessings and full of everything Mm -hmm. that I'm going for right now. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So... I think honestly, just start like, take time. Don't think things are gonna come overnight or if you just have one brainstorming session, you're gonna get all the answers that you're looking for. It doesn't work like that. I think just take mm. baby steps, um, take time, really think about the people that you are around because mm. it's so important, mm. honestly. Mm. Even when it comes to little things like being honest with yourself or having friends that know you well enough when they know when you need to kick up the bum yeah. and when they know you like, nah girl, You need to chill, you need to take time, you need to focus on yourself, you need to, you know, worry about you right now instead of everything else that you're thinking about. So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely my tips for just getting started.
0: I completely agree with you. I feel like one of the things that um, I've learned as well is the baby steps tip, like, literally break things down mm-hmm. into simplified breaking it down. I feel like that's where I've seen the most progress. Yeah. We'll talk about that the other night, slowing down. Yeah. Breaking yeah, things yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's the that's where you see the most progress. And also, um, I feel like to add to what Bella was saying is making sure that you're evaluating how you're spending your time mm-hmm. because people might say okay yeah I am I am productive well, I am doing what I'm meant to be doing but are you really? yeah are you looking at how you're spending your mm-hmm. time who you're spending it with how you're distributing it you sa- are you saying yes to everything yeah. every event mm-hmm. me no 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 not yeah. everything I'm saying yes to yeah. because time is precious so you know on that note I really, really appreciate you coming to um, do the podcast with me today you know been cool, special because <laughs> honestly Bella like you're killing it <laughs> you're hey, super I've said Said, said this to you off podcast as well but you're so ahead of your time you're intelligent like i can see you being million billion billion uh, yeah, doing talks yeah everything and you're really inspirational so oh, thank, you. thank you so much for like coming on today sharing your story sharing yes. your journey being yes. vulnerable open and yeah I hope that um, people can learn something from you But yeah. where, where
1: can people find you Um, so find me on the gram if you need the weight gain advice babes then it's at weight wanters and if you need me on instagram then it is being bella with two e's in the being as well it's two e's what was that yeah. for no it could be something <laughs> like that it's, 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 it's
0: multiple e's <laughs> I feel like it's like being. Bella, that's what i've read it, it might me. be
1: it might be it might be three, it might be four, but try a few e's <laughs> Bella. you will see it and
0: also i'm going to attach it to the link of this podcast
1: yes. so you can just see
0: everything sign up and if you personally don't need to be gaining weight but you you might know someone who has spoken to you about it think about conversations you've had with people because i can think of at least three to five people if that's that's what said to me. I'm trying to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Like, instantly. Yeah. So, think about it. Um And, yeah, share it with them. Like, share this podcast with them. Share um, Weight Wonders with them. So, um we can help them, yes, ultimately. Yes, honey. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. No and, worries. Um, yeah, I'll see you all on the next podcast episode. Yes. Thank you for okay. having me, guys. No Stay nobody. blessed. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.